this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. Welcome to Unleashed. This is today's political news hour with Dr. Ted Noel. I'm glad you could join me for a careful consideration of our common concerns. Republican firebrand Matt Gates acted like the village idiot when he offered the motion to vacate the chair that led to Kevin McCarthy's departure as Speaker of the House. He didn't prepare the way for any Freedom Caucus replacement. After a considerable amount of infighting, Jim Jordan didn't get at the job, and Mike Johnson became the dark horse that saved the day. Now that Speaker Johnson has slammed the door on pet Democrat and rhino projects unless Dems agree to real border control, Gates suddenly looks like a genius. Almost certainly because Speaker Johnson is holding the line, Republican National Committee Chair Romney McDaniel appears to be on the way out the door. Hallelujah. She refuses to support truly conservative candidates in competitive races, leading them to lose due to lack of resources. She has completely abdicated her proper task in promoting ballot integrity measures that would have prevented other races from being stolen by ballot fraud. And don't tell me that that idea has been debunked. We actually know most of how the election was stolen to install Joe Biden like a toilet in the White House. And there is time to fix the system, but it requires the RNC chair to pony up. Now, apparent genius Matt Gates comes out in favor of Kevin McCarthy for RNC chair because McCarthy is an excellent fundraiser and that will bring in the dollars. So far, so good. Then he says that the RNC chair position doesn't make any policy decisions, set any agenda, or negotiate against Democrats. Say what? Is he trolling? Or is he out of his ever-loving mind? Some of his colleagues think he's trolling. I don't know. The Rana may not have negotiated against Democrats, but she definitely refused to send resources to those campaigns in competitive races. And Kevin McCarthy did the same thing. Remember, he had a huge leadership pack where he had money to spend. And if the candidate didn't suit him, forget it. As a result, several excellent candidates were left to wither on the vine, and the red wave turned into a sloshing water bucket that barely left the Republicans with the majority in the House, and the Senate swung blue, not red. One has to wonder just where Matt's head is. He did suggest turning the RNC into a pure fundraising body, but... That begs the question of where that money would go. 
At this point, we have to ask why we even bother with the Republican National Committee. It seems all along it's been a spineless extension of the Uniparty. And frankly, that's why my family hasn't sent it a dime. While Rana ultimately surrendered to the inevitable nomination of Donald Trump during the rest of her tenure, it seems she did little or nothing to support America first. Instead, she aligned herself and RNC money with her rhino heritage. It's no surprise that the RNC has failed on raising money. It thumbed its nose at real America, and we've all closed our wallets. Big money donors supported rhino Nikki Haley instead of us or Donald Trump. Now the Donald has come up with something new. Assuming Ronna takes her name off the door, Trump suggests that Michael Watley should be RNC chair. Laura Trump, Donald's daughter-in-law, should be co-chair, and Chris Lasavita would become chief operating officer. These are all Trump loyalists who would complete the MAGA takeover of the Republican Party, and none too soon. Trump also needs to bring in, by the way, Harmeet Dillon, a powerhouse attorney who is actively working on election integrity. The problem is simple. Democrats don't generally win by ballot harvesting. Now, we can argue that they do once in a while, but it's only at the edges. If Republicans start ballot harvesting, which is the big buzzword right now, that may win a close election or two, but it won't deal with the real problem, which is simple ballot box stuffing by Democrats. They commit wholesale fraud, and Republicans are doing nothing as a party to combat it. We have to start with understanding just a couple of things about Democrats. First, Democrats want to get and hold power by any means necessary. They are utterly amoral. They don't care if what they do is legal or not. That's because they're a criminal enterprise devoted to raw power. For example, we now know that the CIA under Democrat John Brennan cooked up the Russia hoax that led to the Mueller inquiry, and we'll talk about that after the break. There is no such thing as a criminal in their view, as long as that person helps them win elections. They'll pull every string they can. And if they get caught, it's time to move on. Sound familiar? It should. No one should ever be punished. Dump a thousand ballots into drop boxes in Georgia for 10 bucks each. Get caught on video. Nothing to see here. It's the most secure election in history. The poor sucker who gets caught and prosecuted is dumped at the roadside. 50 years of Democrat rule leads a big city turning into a cesspool. It's Trump's fault. Only Democrats can fix it. Yeah, you broke it. You can't fix it. We'll do wonders and poop cucumbers. 
courts refuse to hear the merits of election fraud cases because somehow Trump doesn't have standing. That means Trump's charges of a stolen election are somehow debunked. And a lot of that's found its way even into Republican commentators. A new RNC has to look at the different ways that Democrats steal elections. Yes, I said steal. They've lost the culture wars and they know it. They have no issues to run on. The border? Nah. Crime? Nah. LGBTQ alphabet soup, whatever? Nah. The economy? Uh, have you gone to a grocery store lately? People who can vote with their feet don't leave blue states. They run. Ever try to get a U-Haul in California headed out of state or New York headed out of state? Yeah, didn't think so. They're scarce. But states like California and New York somehow remain solidly blue, even while their population hates what's happening. California can be fixed, but it will take a strong state and National Republican Party to do it. And the problem is simply a jungle primary, which says everybody gets lumped in, you vote, and the top two now run off against each other. So if I have 12 Republicans against two Democrats, the two Democrats are going to be the top two, and they'll end up running against each other in the general election. Now, check my math for me, please. But Democrat versus Democrat equals a Democrat winner. Yeah, I think I got that one right. So Republican leadership has to make some very stern phone calls to tell no-name Republicans, uh, stand down. This is not your fight. Some sort of caucus or state committee meeting has to select one Republican to run in the office. Governor, senator, whatever. With only one Republican in that jungle primary, there's a pretty good chance that that one Republican will actually make it to the general election. And once in a while, they can do what that one Republican did in Louisiana and won the governor's race without even a runoff. But if you don't select that one candidate before the primary, losing is almost guaranteed. Now, Democrats have the party discipline to set things up in a way that winning is almost guaranteed. We're just herding cats. And New York exemplifies the other problem the RNC has to address. Art Zark of the Zark Files has identified a huge problem in New York with clone registrations. Basically, someone in New York, certainly affiliated with the Democrat machine, is creating a huge number of clone voters. They take the same name, birth date, and so on, and they create a new registration with a different state ID number. And every state ID number gets a mail-in ballot. A few duplicates, yeah, I can see a handful of John Smiths who share a birthday. But in the state of New York, 1.5 million clones, not legit. And that's how many Zark has found. That's over 10% of the entire number of registered voters. Think about those votes that they could save. And basically what happens is 
that in any Democrat-controlled state, these fake voters get ballots. And those ballots sit in reserve for any race that the Democrat crime bosses think needs a boost. The local post office can't deliver them to non-people, but the post office is mostly staffed by Democrats who will happily divert them to a local Democrat office to be marked as needed. Did I mention that the Democrat Party is a uh, criminal organization? Yeah, George Soros and other evil people are happy to supply a few dollars per blank ballot to a postal worker who helps out. It won't be enough cash to show up on a tax return, but it might pay for a big screen TV, Super Bowl party, or something other nice item. If the RNC isn't willing to focus on this sort of ballot evil, then we're doomed to be ruled, not governed, by a perpetual Democrat oligarchy. America will continue to either slide into the dustbin of history or split into red and blue states. Neither is acceptable. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our Redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX because it works. Welcome back to Unleashed. I'm Dr. Ted Noel. And before we continue, remember to visit americaoutloud.news for articles, podcasts, and pertinent news. Always get the uncensored truth from a team of truth seekers who always put God and country first. We mentioned the... Mar-a-Lago raid, but we didn't do it directly. We talked about certain things that were done to further the Democrat crime endeavor. And the first thing we heard about the the Mar-a-Lago raid was, oh my God, classified documents. And they tried to make the story about classified documents. Well, this week, we have had two stories come out about the Mar-a-Lago raid that really are, shall we say, enough to raise your eyebrows. 
And Jesse Waters is one of the key people who uh, has been reporting this. And he says that the CIA has lost a folder. Oh, my goodness. They've lost a folder. They've misplaced it. Which this folder supposedly contains all of the documents related to CIA Director John Brennan cooking up the Russiagate hoax against Donald Trump. Now, we know John Brennan's been a bad actor. What we didn't know was that the second story says the reason for the raid on Mar-a-Lago is really very simple. It appears that Donald Trump may have had that folder down in his stack of stuff, and the raid was to make sure that they got that out of his fingers so he couldn't release the information to the public. And it show in Brennan's own words how it is that he got around to fabricating the lies against Donald Trump. Now, there is a side story that isn't being reported on this directly, and that is that there's a big fight going on in Judge Aileen Cannon's courtroom between Jack Smith and Donald Trump. Jack Smith does not want Donald Trump to have access to certain of the documents. They're too classified for a former president to have access to. Uh, if that doesn't make sense to you, uh, doesn't make sense to me either. Give me a break. He had the highest classification authority there is, and he could take away anybody's classification or declassification authority at will. All he had to do was say so. No rules, just right. That's the law. All of that stuff belongs to the president, and the former president has every right under both law and precedent to have access to pretty much anything. So you have to ask, why is it Jack Smith doesn't want him to have some of this stuff? Could it be that some of this isn't actually classified? And that's part of the story that Jesse Waters is reporting, is that this is an unclassified folder that just got lost. So they're in a panic that the, instead of people piecing the story together, they would actually have the entire story simply to tell the whole world. And Democrats cannot stand daylight being shined on their actions. It just can't happen. So now we have this raid apparently to get that. But let's start back and see where the story actually begins. Jonathan Turley, the attorney who incidentally carries no water for Trump, he just is a very zealous uh, Constitution supporter, points out there is a disturbing report published on Michael Schellenberger's public substack 
detailing how the U.S. intelligence community called upon foreign governments to target associates of Donald Trump before the 2016 election. Now, why would they do that? It's pretty clear they didn't do it to W. And, you know, the George Sr., he was part of the club, so they probably didn't do it with regard to him. What is it about Donald Trump? Well, Donald Trump is obviously a larger-than-life figure. He had all of those years on The Apprentice where he made his name a household word. His wife is beautiful. And so he comes down the escalator to announce his candidacy. Now, why would Donald Trump want to do that? Well, he'd made a few political comments here and there. And the anointed successor was Hillary Clinton. Well, all you have to do is put Hillary up against Donald and you discover how bad she looks. The debates were bad news. And Hillary against Melania, I mean, give me a break. There's no contest. She would outshine her completely. And then, of course, we have the 33,000 emails that were discovered later on. But the basic point is, you have somebody who has no need to run for president. He's immensely wealthy. And he's spending his own money. So you're going, what's going on here? He doesn't owe the club anything. So what's he pushing? And pretty quickly, they look at it and say, we can't have this guy in here. He actually believes in America first. He actually believes that there's somebody better to govern America, namely the people, than us. And so we've got to do something. And so the request went to the five eyes agencies. You know, the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. And it came from John Brennan at the CIA. Oh, yeah, the folder that was lost was John Brennan's folder. Okay. And the idea on the five eyes was, well, four of the five eyes can look inside the United States. The U.S., is not allowed to surveil civilians, and Donald Trump's a civilian. So you got these other four agencies can do um, what's called signals intelligence. They can intercept this, that, and the other thing, and they can also do something called bumping, which is you make casual contact with somebody in the orbit of the person you're checking on. And so you'll generate intelligence reports from these casual contacts. And so what you have is people like Britain's governmental communications headquarters, GCHQ, started contacting Trump associations early in March 26. And that's the same month that George Papadopoulos joined the Trump campaign as an advisor. Now, he's a low-level advisor. He's not the top end, but, hey, 
you never bump the top guy first. You just don't do that. So you find a low-level guy, and he somehow he meets London-based professor Joseph Mifsud. And Papadopoulos was led to believe that Mifsud had substantial connections to Russian government officials. Okay. Now they've got their hook in, and they can use this to say, aha, we have an intelligence report, and they'll twist it just a little bit and say, Papadopoulos has those connections. So now we have to surveil them, and we continue on. You can't go just one direction. you got to go multiple directions. So Brennan, who's the mastermind of this disaster, briefs Barack Obama on Hillary Clinton's plan to tie Donald Trump to Russia. Okay. Again, that's in that folder. And then Brennan goes and says that, uh, you know, after Trump's elected, the press conference that Trump had with Vladimir Putin is nothing short of treason. He kind of had to walk that back, but then we know that he's the one who created all of the reports that said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian. It said it had all the hallmarks of Russian intelligence. And all of these come back to the five eyes making contacts and bumping trunk people back to 2016. So now we have things that are going on. Trump wins because, frankly, Hillary is an unsympathetic, unprintable. And Trump was willing to go into the black community and say, look, what have you got to lose? He actually achieved a large amount of what he said he was going to achieve there by making the unemployment rate for blacks the lowest in history and so on. But he was taking apart the deep state. Now, did they care about Russia? No. Russia was just a way to tar Trump, a way to make him look bad. And they were going to do everything they could to make sure that he lost, including steal the election. And we've talked about that a little bit. But all of this starts with John Brennan. He is the mastermind and everything comes from there. Doesn't mean he worked alone. Oh, no. He had lots of help. But he set things up. And they were all chasing down Donald Trump. And so now, then you get the Mueller report. Oh, yes. The Mueller report where Donald Trump didn't do anything with the Russians. Oh, yeah. We couldn't find anything. And no, he did not obstruct justice. You might make an argument here or there, but he really didn't. And, oh, once he got elected, they wiped out Mike Flynn on phony stuff, on and on, and... Trump was too trusting in his experts. 
to be able to actually act decisively. When charges were filed for him, for Mike Flynn lying to the FBI, he should have told his attorney general to come in, tell him exactly what's going on, bring in the people who claimed what was exactly going on, realize it was a nothing, and order the case to be dismissed with prejudice. Instead, he was busy, and Mike Pence actually pushed firing Mike Flynn. So you see what happens. The Democrats are a criminal organization, and they don't care about anything. All they want is to win. The Democrats did not stop with the CIA stuff. Instead, we find that there was a huge amount of election interference from various government agencies. They talked to Facebook, Twitter, etc., and said, oh, all of these things are misinformation. Sound that sound familiar? Got to shut them down. But now we know that the election itself was, in fact, compromised. And it was done in a way almost certainly at the behest of the, gen- of the Democrat Party. We know, for example, that the Dominion voting machines can be hacked with a pencil. That was demonstrated in court this last week. We know that putting malware on them to change the vote totals to anything you want is extremely simple. And do we believe that none of that happened? What's interesting, though, is that the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, had a big phone call where they invited 200 plus people. And by the way, were there any conservatives in there? No. They invited Dominion Voting Machines, ESNS, Eric Systems. Eric Systems is supposed to keep the data to keep the voter rolls right. They don't. Amazon Runback is another voter thing on the left. Microsoft, CIDL multiple Secretary of State offices, Associated Press, run the list. All of the non-government people were on the hard left, over 200 of them, to a meeting where they were looking at the elections and they created a real problem. This election day meeting in November of 2020 was done with the sole purpose of making sure that all of these left-wing outlets pushed the idea that the election was secure, it was safe, it was wonderful, and that anything Trump said was misinformation. This was pushed again and again, and it's almost certain that some courts picked it up. We know that the media picked it up and ran with it. 
put bluntly, this was a cabal. And we now know from the Twitter files, among others, that they illegally coerced, although with a willing victim, Twitter, Facebook, and so on, YouTube, to censor anything that sounded like it would be uh, pro-MAGA and anti-Democrat. You could put uh, Islamists beheading victims on YouTube, but you couldn't have my discussion of a biological principle called hormesis. No, that couldn't happen. I got dumped. A video I put up about how masks don't work got dumped. And now we know that masks don't work. They actually make things worse. But they were looking at anything and everything. They went over the top. Every possible little thing got tagged. And when we come back, we will talk about the latest from Kansas City, among other places. Meanwhile, remember, visit americaoutloud.shop for the latest health resources and product innovations that may well enhance your life. Use the code OUTLOUD to get special discounts for our America Out Loud family. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Lean. Pure with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. 
available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Well, the year 2024 must be the year of the Patriot and AmericaOutloud.news will equip you with all the information you need to give new meaning to the words Patriot Act. For our actions always ultimately define our words. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Unleashed. I'm Dr. Ted Noel. And remember to spread the news about America Out Loud articles and podcasts. Become active patriots who make a difference. Let's do everything we can to keep the truth alive. And at this time on other evenings, check out Chris Michaels, Patricia Antone, Chris Cordani, and Bruce Robertson, all on Unleashed. Continuing on with the news that matters. We had, after the Super Bowl, the predictable parade and party planned in Kansas City. And these have largely gone off with all sorts of revelry. Some people get drunk and turn over cars and stuff like that. But this time, we had people in the crowd start shooting. And as I speak, the news is a little bit unclear. We have one person dead. We have three people arrested, at least one weapon identified, and it appears to be a handgun. But the predictable screaming has come from the left. Why haven't we gotten rid of guns? I'm going to jump straight to the chase on this one. The reason we haven't gotten rid of guns is that they are a good thing. We find guns are used on the order of 2 million times a year to protect life. 2 million times, most of the time without ever being fired. The original study was done by a Florida State University researcher named Gary Kleck, and it was all poo-pooed by the hard left. And so the CDC redid it, got the same basic answer, and buried the study. It said that can't be right. Did it one more time, got the same answer, and buried it again. So we're sitting here going, okay, what do we have to do to make this clear? Firearms are what make a four foot ten woman equal to a six foot five rapist. There's no other way around it. It is the great equalizer. 
as the saying went, God made men free, Sam Colt made them equal. The firearm is what makes an individual able to stand up against someone who would do harm. It is the tool. And the left hates it. And it hates it because it also, in blocking the ability for someone to do harm, makes it easier for us to resist a tyrannical government and to not be needed or for the government to not be needed on an immediate basis when somebody tries to take away your life or your things. Because as the saying goes, when the police, or when, when seconds count, the police are merely minutes away. Or as the magnet I put on the back of my car says, 22, 38, 357, 45, all faster than dialing 911. The bottom line is very simple. We are able to protect ourselves, and that's why we have a Second Amendment. It's also why the courts are supposed to defend that. But we have all of this screaming going on. And, oh, we got to get rid of guns. Why aren't we getting rid of guns? This is nonsense. We just, you know, we haven't done it. Why? And you scratch your head and you go, what's going to be achieved by getting rid of guns? As the coffee cup says, 300 million guns in America, trillions of rounds of ammunition. If we were the problem, you'd know it. The answer is it ain't guns. Because I have a gun at arm's length right now. Does it fire? No. It's been sitting there for weeks. It hasn't fired. If I were to put it out right next to my microphone, it wouldn't fire. If I were sitting on my car seat, safety off, fully loaded, it would not fire. Why? There's one thing missing. I have to pull the trigger. No one fires a gun without pulling the trigger, even though Alec Baldwin would like you believe something different. Guns are inanimate objects. They have no will of their own. They cause no harm on their own. They are weapons, and they are good weapons. Anything good can be used for good or evil. But we have this shooting in Kansas City. We don't know much about it, but we know a lot about a whole bunch of other shootings. Let's back up to the one shooting that made the news most recently, and that was in Joel Osteen's megachurch in Texas. A woman came in with a child in her arms and a long gun and opened fire. If I read the news reporting correctly, there's one person dead, her. She had Free Palestine written on her gun. 
So we know she was a lefty. Second, we also know that she was a cross-dresser who used different pronouns and he was an illegal alien who had been kicked out and came back. So we have a whole bunch of things going on where things broke down. But the cross-dresser part, gender dysphoria. Oh, yes, let's walk backwards to Perry, Iowa, the high school shooter. That was a transgender. Let's talk to Nashville. Oh, yeah, came in, shot up that Christian school. That person was transgender. Now, wait a minute. Why are we seeing so many transgenders shooting up places? You have to wonder what's going on. And so we back up and say transgender, that's nothing. Until about three or four years ago, transgender was regarded as a mental disorder, and it still is regardless of what the political hacks in the uh, American Psychiatric Association will say. Transgenderism is a mental disorder. Transgenders typically are feeling bad about themselves. They don't like where they are. That's a hallmark of depression. They may also be on various antidepressant medicines, and we know that transgenders have a higher suicide rate. If they have transgender treatments with drugs and surgery, suicide rate goes up immensely. So why would we treat them with any of these things? Why would we not be dealing with the transgenderism as a risk factor for shootings? Oh, the American Psychiatric Association says it's a choice. It's not a disorder anymore. And so, no, I'm sorry, we don't address those issues. Interesting. What else do we not address about shooting? Well, let's go take a look. We have California, Illinois, Maryland, Hawaii, and others that have so-called assault weapons bans. But an assault weapon is a military medium caliber weapon capable of semi-automatic or burst or full automatic fire. The very first one was the Sturmgewehr 44 that Nazi Germany fielded late in World War II. Uh, we don't have any of those in the general population. And almost none of the politicians who talk about assault weapons are able to define the term. So what they do is they use appearance factors. So they take my very ordinary AR-15 and declare it to be an assault weapon. It just happens that AR-15s are the most common rifles in the American inventory held by private citizens. They are known as America's sporting rifle. And almost all of them are used for various target shooting uh, events of one sort or another, whether it's a competition or just going out to have fun at the range. And are they a real problem in crime? No. The 
the weapon of choice in crime is the pistol. So if they wanted to ban something, they should take a pistol. All it is is another excuse for the Democrat Party to take away our freedoms. And remember what I said earlier, the Democrat Party is a criminal enterprise. It cannot stand any resistance. It is like the mob. You cross the mob, you sleep with the fishes. And they cannot stand freedom. They hate freedom. There is no other way to put this. So they want to ban things. And what do they do? They say, well, if it has a pistol grip, it's an assault rifle. No, it just means it has pistol grip. AR-15s come with pistol grips. That's how they're designed. But they don't care. They're going to ban them. So now we have a law in Maryland that was upheld and is now being appealed to the Supreme Court. We have a law in Illinois that was upheld by the district court or circuit court of appeals is being appealed to the Supreme court and on and on. These laws simply cannot stand. And if the Supreme court takes any of them, they will overturn them. But in the meantime, we have demagogues out here, not looking at what's going on. We have an epidemic of doctor induced and social worker uh, enhanced mental illness that is leading to a large problem in our society. And only in places where people have the right to defend themselves are we able to do that most classic thing, have a good guy with a gun, stop a bad guy with a gun. Now, I have to admit, Kansas City was different, but for a very specific reason. Guys start shooting in a crowd, and others are right with him, right behind him. They take him to the ground right now. It's pretty quick. He's out of the fight. But almost always, it's a good guy with a gun. Every one of the other instances, it was a good guy with a gun that took down the bad guy with a gun. Oh, no, never happens. What kind of idiots do they take us for? Gary Kleck at the University of Florida, or excuse me, at Florida State University, don't want to confuse the Gators and Seminoles, did a big study years ago, and he found that roughly 2 million times a year, private citizens use firearms to prevent crime, almost always without actually firing them. The lefties went nuts. That can't possibly be. Well, it's true because the CDC basically did the same study, got the same result and buried the study. Happened a second time. They buried it again. And it was only some determined research by one of the people who was looking, he was actually looking for something else and stumbled across it, buried in a database in the CDC. Was this information ever released? We have three studies that show the same thing. Firearms in the hands of private citizens are a good thing. They keep this peace, which brings us to Dodge City in the wild, wild west. Dodge City, Kansas. Supposedly there was gunplay in the street every day. That's the movie line. What actually happened? Nothing of the sort. 
the young bucks would come in on Saturday night with their paycheck. They wanted to play with the ladies and they wanted to play cards and they got liquored up and every now and then one of them, uh, shot one of the others who assumed room temperature and had to be put into Boot Hill Cemetery. What can we say? Those sorts of things did happen, but Dodge City was one of the politest places on earth. Why? Everybody carried a gun. If you were to start doing things rowdy, you were either told to stop it with a gun pointed at your head, or you were a victim of acute lead poisoning administered at supersonic speed. That's just the way it is. Excuse me, the handguns were subsonic. I have to be accurate here. But the fact is, the presence of firearms created a polite society. I remember when Florida was creating its shall-issue concealed weapon permit system. The word was that Florida would turn into the Wild West. The fact was nothing of the sort happened. And in the decades since universal concealed carry has been legal, there's roughly one gun crime a year committed by somebody with a concealed carry permit. That's nothing. And you will never have absolute safety. It doesn't happen. But concealed weapons save lives. It happens again and again. Guns are good things. You don't want a gun? Fine. That's up to you. I don't tell you that you have to have a gun. What I do say is that you don't have the right to tell me I can't have one because I may never pull mine out. But if it is necessary, I'm a good enough shot to end the situation and I will save lives doing it. You see, I would not be shooting someone as a means of killing them, although that would be likely. I would be shooting them to save the lives of the other people around. Guns are life-saving instruments, and the left hates this. They want us fully dependent on the government. They want us to always have to wait for the police to come. So when seconds matter, the police are only minutes away. And you see, all of this adds up to one thing the Democrats do not wish to admit. Everything in their universe revolves around the God called government. It is a religion. And everything done to further their power is a good thing. Their whole discussion of everything else revolves around that one thing. If you do anything to stand up to their power, you are evil and must be suppressed. 
Now, I'm not saying everybody who's registered Democrat thinks that, but the Democrat Party and all of its apparatchiks work on that basis. They may not even have thought of it that clearly, but that's what's going on. And we have one chance to stop that. It's really simple. We have to win this year. We need Donald Trump on our can- uh, on the ballot. We need to win court cases, and we need to clean the ballot lists. All of those things must happen. If they don't, there's a very real chance that America is over. Over.